coming. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 67 of the Toe Sweet Wrestling Podcast. It is the All Elite Wrestling Double or Nothing version of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast with a lot mixed in. So we're about to hop right on into this thing. You can find all of my links to this podcast and more podcasts at linktr.ee slash Too Sweet Pod. That's the number two sweet P-O-D, you can find me, iTunes, YouTube, Periscope, the list goes on and on and on. So we're going to hop right on into this thing, you know how this thing goes by now, it's best thing, funniest thing first. So we're going to look at the funniest thing of the week, and my goodness, the 24-7 title. Like, my goodness, we had all these expectations built up, and Mick Foley comes out there, he's trying to cut a promo, and the title is hanging halfway out, and it's green, and like at that moment, I knew, okay, this is going to be the funniest thing of the week. I just know it. this is going to be on the podcast. So he pulls it out and we don't even have a match for it. The, the wrestlers are just trying to grab the belt. And like, man, it, 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 when Foley pulled it out, it looked like one of those plastic kids titles that Walmart runs out of every Christmas. Man, it looked like a 1980s R&B record that plays static before it even plays music. That's what it looks like, man. Like, it, it looks like a, a grandfather clock. That's what it looks like, man. It looks like a watch. That's what it looks like. It just has numbers on the front. And you couldn't even get, like, you couldn't even call it anything else but the 24-7 title. I would have took the hardcore title. But that's beside the point, man. That's the funniest thing of the week. 24-7 title. The best thing of the week. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. My goodness, what a match. What a match it was at Money in the Bank. I enjoyed it. Got up to a slow start, but it was a phenomenal match. Great match. One of the best matches of the year and definitely the best thing of the week. So moving on, we're going to move on to number one spot. And number one spot is where we look at the number one things in and out of the ring. We take normally take three topics and we break them down today. It's the number one spot, the number one botch, and the number one surprise of the week. Number one spot of the week from that AJ Styles and Seth Rollins match. The Styles Clash Curbs, the Curb Stump Styles Clash Reversal, excuse me. That was probably the spot of the year. And like, I haven't even seen many more innovative spots besides that one uh, in wrestling history, to be honest. What a great spot. I couldn't even imagine something like that going down and it took place in that match. What a great spot. Moving on to the number one botch of the week, the referee botches from Money in the Bank from the ladies matches like what was going on with these reps and what has been going on with these reps since Wrestlemania like man I bet you was pinned down for like 10 seconds and like there was no count whatsoever like the referees just totally botched that match and they botched the Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch match as well so moving on to the number one surprise of the week Sean Spears formerly known as Todd Denninger uh, has been announced for the Double Nothing Casino Battle Royale. And I woke up and I was like, when did that get announced? Like, where was I when that get, got announced? As much as I'm on Twitter, as much as I'm looking through wrestling news, I did not see that. But 
it will be exciting to see Sean Spears get going in AEW. He's a fantastic wrestler. I cannot wait. So, moving on to the topics of the week, we have one WWE topic, and then it is all All Elite Wrestling from there on in, double or nothing from there on in. We're going to start with Dolph Ziggler. Now, I could add two topics here with Brock Lesnar and Dolph Ziggler, but if you want to know my thoughts on Brock Lesnar, just look up my most our recent episode where I talked about the Money in the Bank takeaways wasn't an episode, but it was just the Money in the Bank takeaways special. You can find it there. So look at that Dolph Ziggler. He made his return. And man, it was a good return. I got to admit. He, I like the last time where he returned. He went away. And he just randomly returned at the Royal Rumble. And like that was just haphazard and dumb. This was a good return. He laid out Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston is the there. Kofi Kingston is the uh, small, a uh, lovable face. There are not more things that draw out more emotion than seeing a smaller underdog face get a massive beatdown, and that's what Kofi Kingston got. And it was well done. Uh, they had to carry Kofi out on stretcher. And like I liked it, but Dolph Ziggler came back out. He cut a promo, talked about how you know what Kofi Kingston won at WrestleMania. That should have been me. I was with him all the way up until he pretty much said he wanted the fans' love and affection. Like nah, like no man. Said once I win the title, you guys will love me again. Like no, no, no. Dolph is supposed to be a angry heel. And he should not be fighting for the fans' affection. I did not love that part of his comeback. And also, here's the thing that I realized, you know, after the show was over. And Dolph Ziggler kind of has to lose this one. You can't have Kofi Kingston losing this early in this title reign. Dolph Ziggler, you know, he came back. He's kind of really in the spot that Kevin Owens was in. Kevin Owens made a big comeback, but he came back uh, going after the title and neither guy could lose Daniel Bryan or Kofi Kingston the second time around. Kevin Owens faced off against them, and that's where Dolph Ziggler finds himself at as well. So he has to return on a whimper. We'll see how it all goes. Maybe it is an unclean finish down at Super Showdown. We'll see how it all turns out. So moving on to All Elite Wrestling Double or Nothing. Man. What an event. We are finally here after all of the talk, after all of the rumors, after all of the matches built up. We are finally here, ladies and gentlemen. It is this Saturday, and I am excited. There's a lot of things I want to get into outside of just the card. I want to talk about the price, uh, Pac versus Hangman Page, how that fell apart. The love of wrestling and surprises. So we're going to hop right on into this thing. We're going to talk about the price. Look, I didn't expect it to be $9.99 like WWE. I understood that, you know what, that just wasn't feasible for a first-time company. But when the word came down, it would be $60. Where I'm at, it's $50. The, the first thing I said was, that is too much. Like, for first-time a company, I would think that, and I'm not here to tell them how to run their companies. This is just my opinion. 
I thought $30 or somewhere in between the $30 range was the sweet spot. Here's uh, what should be their goal in my opinion. Their goal should be to draw in the casuals. It's not really about us if I'm being totally honest. And when I say us, I mean the doggone hardcore fans that are still holding on like to dear life for wrestling. And we love it and no matter how up or down it gets, we're going to be there. I think All Elite Wrestling Double Nothing is by joining the casuals. And I've had some casuals come in, even cousins come in and talk about I'm back in wrestling. But can you get the casuals to pay $50, $60 for this pay-per-view? When if we're talking about real casual fans, the only people that they will know is Chris Jericho and Dustin Rhodes. And maybe I can throw Cody in there too. They'll probably know Cody as well. Can you get them to pay $60? Most at most spots is $60. Some spots is $50. Can you get them to pay that? Uh, for people that they don't know. Here's why I say it should have been a cheaper price. Throw that $30 uh, price range in there. And you get them in the door, the first pay-per-view, so they so that they can see Kenny Omega. So that they could see the Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers, all these guys that we know are nice and well. And maybe they get hooked on these guys going forward. That's why I think the price should have been cheaper. I hope that they uh, draw an excellent price. I will be watching. I'm going half with my brother. So I will be paying and I will be watching. I hope that they pull in great numbers. I wish the best for them. But I think the price should have been cheaper. So moving on here. We're going to jump into the Pac versus Page controversy. And I got to say that this is very weird. And I do not give All Elite. This is a bad look for All Elite Wrestling. You got Pac versus Page. And a bad look for Pac as well. So you got Pac versus Page. And the story is that Pac versus Page will not be happening due to creative differences between Pac and All Elite Wrestling. That's at least the story that came from Dave Meltzer. So the first thing I thought when I saw this was up. Uh, Pac pulled a, a Hogan. This doesn't work for me, brother. And he was out of here. But the story turns out from Dave Meltzer that Pac was going to win the match. But ultimately go on to lose to Kenny Omega. From a Pac standpoint, like, if the reported story is true, like, what did you expect? Did you expect to Goldberg your way throughout the entire company? Like, you had to lose at some point. Like, at least it wasn't an opening match loss. Like, I don't understand the rationale. I don't understand the reasoning behind him backing out. Obviously, you know, he's the Dragon Gate champion. And maybe he doesn't want to take losses as the champion. Or maybe the company doesn't want him taking losses as the champion. But if you go to another company, you're going to lose in the other company eventually. So, like, I didn't understand from Pac's standpoint. I don't understand it from an All Elite Wrestling standpoint. About the only way I would give them a pass is if Pac pulled this the week of. And then they were just left uh, behind out and with no option other than to pull the match. Outside of that, if they've been known about this for some time, then you should have come to a 
answer or some type of way to resolve this well before this week like this should have been a story this should have been a story weeks ago months ago that they resolved and we were moving on to something else so it's tough that Pac versus Paige won't be on the show that was a match that I was very much looking forward to but the beat rolls on and we have plenty of great matches on this card. Moving on, I want to talk about the love of professional wrestling. I'm seeing the love of professional wrestling come back. I'm just looking at Monday Night Raw's, man. And I don't mean to get too WWE heavy here. But when you talk about the love of professional wrestling, I have compadres. I have a podcast compadres as well. I see weekly say that, you know what, man? I can't do it. I can't watch it anymore. I just don't love wrestling anymore and i'm going to an all elite wrestling uh, standpoint here so stick with me with all elite wrestling like i see people enjoying the product here and i don't know if it's the honeymoon phase or or whatever but there's a certain excitement there's a certain love for wrestling that i see coming back there's a certain joy for wrestling there's a certain kid like aspect uh for wrestling that I see flowing up and down the timeline. Now there's there there's naysayers here and there, but for the majority, from the, from the most standpoint, it is a love for this event, uh, just like it was for All In. There's a love for Double or Nothing, and there's a love for All Elite Wrestling. That uh, for the most part, people want to see this thing work, and I'm very excited. I feel that way as well. I want to see this thing work. I have a love for professional wrestling. I cannot wait for this thing lastly surprises there has to be a surprise here a surprise or two there has to be like the tv show doesn't start until the fall so you have to bring out something big in this show i have been saying it for months what feels like almost a year now that something big is gonna happen at the end of that show and may it, maybe I'm right about that. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe something big happens at the end of the show. But something big will happen during the show. Like, I'm talking... I'm going to call my shot here. I'm going to say that John Moxley will be there at Double or Nothing. And that would be a big enough surprise. There's always the rumors, the, wh the whispers about CM Punk. Always whispers about him. If they land him... You may not may like the guy, you may not like the guy, but you have to admit that if he lands in a wrestling ring, it would be huge for professional wrestling. It would be the Lex Luger going showing up on Nitro the very first night for AEW. And it would be a huge thing. I would love to see it happen. So moving on to the card, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to start with the Casino Battle Royale. And there are some phenomenal names in this uh, on this card. Brian Pillman Jr., he did a, done a, a phenomenal job in MLW. Uh, MJF, man, that guy, he sold me. I think it was on the very first press conference for All Elite Wrestling where I didn't even know the guy. And he came out, and boy, was he a jerk. Like, I didn't even know by the time he was in the middle, not even in, in the middle of his promo, I said, boy, is he a jerk. What a jerk he is. So I'm sold on that guy. I cannot wait to see what he's all about. Joey Janela, I like. 
Sonny Kiss, I know from his time in Lucha Underground. Very athletic wrestler. Lucha Soros, another guy I know from his time in Lucha Underground. Jimmy Havoc, another guy that I really, his character has really drawn me in. And he's a phenomenal wrestler as well. As for your winner, this one is tough because the winner of this will be facing off with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Uh, to determine who becomes the first the inaugural heavyweight champion uh, with all elite wrestling. So the winner, I'm going to say it has to be somebody current and it has to be. So like Glacier is out. You know, Glacier ain't winning. Billy Gunn obviously ain't winning. So it, and it has to be somebody current. And it has to be a strong heel. So I am going to go with MJF to pull off the victory. Uh, in the battle royal, the battle royale, excuse me. And I gotta say that I would enjoy that, but the rules that they have, I think it's five people enter every three minutes. It's different from your normal battle royal, but I, I don't like that. The entrance is really a big part of battle royales, battle royals, if you ask me. You know, somebody comes out of it's a surprise, it's like, oh, that guy came out, oh, that girl came out. And like five people coming out at the same time. It's like, hey, I don't really like it, but I'll give it a chance. I'll see how it all works out. And I'm hoping the best for it. So next up, we have Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. And I know Guevara from his time in Lucha Underground. I'll get to him. Kip Sabian was supposed to originally be in the casino battle royale this is all a part of the pre-show the buy-in i like the vegas feel that we have going in the casino feel that we have going for all elite wrestling double nothing and sammy guevara he is a phenomenal wrestler very athletic wrestler had uh some great stuff in lucha underground that's where i know him from that's the first place that i saw him and a good character and would be great if uh, all Elite Wrestling ever had a cruiserweight division and like a, a, a talented wrestler that could compete in any division. So at the end of the day, I think that Sammy Guevara will pick up the victory here. We get a nice showcase at Double or Nothing. So next up, we have quite the interesting matchup. The ladies or on display here we have Aja Kong, we have Yuka Sakizaki, Emi Sakura, Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami. So we have a really good matchup slated here. And I looked up these ladies and they are fantastic wrestlers. Emi Sakura has the most personality out of all of the bunch. She is a good wrestler as well, but her personality comes shining through. She makes the fans laugh. Hikaru Shida, she is the best wrestler of the bunch. Like, she is the shining star. If you're trying to find a star out of all of these ladies, Shida is the star, and I think that will be on display this Saturday. Ryo is the fast high flyer of the bunch. She will be the one. Uh, taking all of the spots and I'm looking forward to that Ryo Mizunami is stiff and powerful 
It's kind of puts you in the mind of Asuka when it comes to her build that you wouldn't think that a lady of that build would be that powerful, that stiff, that strong. Well, she is. Trust me. I think that will be on full display this Saturday. Isaac Khan, obviously very powerful as well. So this will be a phenomenal underrated match. Like this could fall in line uh, as the show stiller of the night. Obviously, a very underrated match. Not many people uh, don't really know uh, these ladies, but it will be a great match when I'm looking forward to. And the winner will be Hikaru Shida. That's what I'm looking at, and that's who I think will be the winner, the brightest star of the bunch. And I'm very much looking forward to this match. I cannot wait for it. So we're going to move on to Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose. And this match is very, very important because this match uh, has to be the match, along with the other ladies' match, this match has to be the match to say that AEW is for real about women's wrestling. They have to get these into ladies uh, decent enough time, a great amount, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a great amount of time, but a good enough amount of time to where we can take this match very seriously. Kylie Ray is a ball of energy. Nyla Rose is a powerhouse, and she can make you tap out as well. I respect that about her as well. And Britt Baker is the best of the bunch, best overall women's wrestler on the roster. That's up for debate, but she was, if I'm not mistaken, the very first lady that signed with All Elite Wrestling. I think she was the very first lady. So in this matchup, I am fairly certain that Britt Baker will pull off the victory. They will want to make her look good. That's just my guess. That's just my assumption. She is the top lady here in this match. That's just my opinion. So I think they'll want to make, make her look good. They'll want to make all of these ladies look good. They'll want to make women's wrestling look good in all elite wrestling. So I'm hoping the best for this match that they knock it out of the park so Britt Baker will be your winner there so moving on we have the best friends Chucky T and Beretta versus Angelico and Jack Evans Chucky T the best friends they've done some great things with Ring of Honor they're now with All Elite Wrestling I, I'm very excited to see these guys and Helico and Jack Evans, I know them really well from Lucha Underground. And Helico is the ultimate cruiserweight slash X Division wrestler. Uh, if you want to know anything about Angelico, just go to YouTube and type in Angelico Dive Lucha Underground. It is one of the more sick dives, and I've said this before, one of the more sick dives of the 2010s. One of the more sick spots of the 2010s. So, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Jack Evans is another quintessential cruiserweight, but he more so brings out the personality. So they make a fantastic tag team. As for your winner here, I think the winners will be, this one is a tough one, but I am gonna go with Angelico and Jack Evans. I think they will climb up the ladder as far as the tag team ranks go in All Elite Wrestling as they will be taking tag team wrestling seriously because the bookers are the young bucks. Tag team wrestling will be prominently featured and so will Angelico and Jack Evans in my opinion. Next up, we got SoCal Uncensored versus Shima T-Hawk and El Linda Man. So we know what SoCal Uncensored, Uncensored, excuse me, 
brings to the table. As for Shima T-Hawk and El Linda Man from OWE, the partnership that OWE has going on with All Elite Wrestling is phenomenal. And these guys are phenomenal as well. Shima and T-Hawk are high-paced, man. If you want to know anything about OWE, WWE wrestling it is that they are high paced like X division wrestlers in TNA like cruiserweight division wrestlers in WCW like the style of wrestling that we see going on in this day and age they are very high paced and both of these guys are great submission specialists like they are innovative submission specialists as well I watched the match between these guys and they tore down the house they had a phenomenal match so I'm looking forward to this Lean Demand is very uh, high-paced as well. This should be a phenomenal match that I'm very much looking forward to. As for your winners, I think you have to go with Shima, T-Hawk, and El Lean Demand here for them to get some type of momentum going forward in All Elite Wrestling. I love me some SoCal Uncensored as well. They bring the personality and as well as bringing on gift matches as well. Christopher Daniels still going, baby. I love it. So moving on to the main matches of the show, uh, we have the brothers, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. I enjoyed this storyline, brother versus brother. What I don't enjoy is Cody Rhodes versus the Attitude Era. There are DVDs of Cody Rhodes saying that he enjoyed the Attitude Era so much. Now it's, I don't enjoy that era. We have better matches. Like, I think they could have left that aspect alone. If they would have kept it to brother versus brother, I would have loved it. I still love, very much love that aspect of, her, of it. Excuse me. So it has been overall a very greatly built up I feel and I'm very much looking forward to this match as for your winner this one is a tough one if I'm being honest with you I can see Cody Rhodes wanting to give his brother the win but at the end of the day I think Dustin Rhodes is going to do the honor thing he's going to let the younger brother have the win they're going to have a big handshake and hug in the middle of the ring afterwards Cody Rhodes picks up the victory moving on the Young Bucks versus the uh, Lucha Brothers uh, for the AAA World Tag Team Championship, if I'm not mistaken, this will be a phenomenal match. Very much the match I'm looking for most forward to and probably the match of the night. This has been built up very well. Our Lucha Brothers have come to the Double or Nothing press conference to attack the Young Bucks. Uh, the Young Bucks took away the AAA Tag Team titles and now we have this big match slated for Double or Nothing and it will be a phenomenal match. The Lucha Brothers just don't miss. The Young Brothers don't miss. So it's gonna be an all-time hit. It could be a match. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and do it. It will be a match of the year candidate. I'm already calling that right now, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Not a stipulation at hand, but it will be an exciting match. As for your winners, this is very interesting. Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. This is a tough one to call if I'm being very honest with you. I am going to go with the Lucha Brothers to pick up the victory and regain their tag team championships. So, this will be a phenomenal matchup. Lucha Brothers picked up, pick up the win. And I can say a handshake with these two as well. Moving on to the final match of the night. There will not be a, a handshake here. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. It is Alpha versus Omega 2. Uh, we've had minimal build up. You no, know, Chris Jericho has shown up at indie events. You know, there's been some promos back and forth. 
but I don't need much to get me excited about this match. I didn't need a whole lot to get me excited about Alpha o Alpha versus Omega 1 in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I'm very much excited about this match. It could very well be the main event. It's between this match and the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks as to what will be the main event. But we can go on ahead and say it's a co-main event. So this will be a phenomenal match. Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega have phenomenal chemistry. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they can do this Saturday in Vegas. So, like I said, will be a phenomenal match. As for your winner, I think the winner has to be Kenny Omega here. He will go on to pick up the victory. I'm very much thinking that something big is going to happen. Uh, whether it's during this match or after this match. This is my spot to where I'm thinking somebody's going to show up. This is just my opinion. I think somebody's going to show up, whether it's John Moxley or whomever. Somebody's going to show up, I'm going to say, after this match. It will be a phenomenal match. I'm very much looking forward to it. So that is it. That is all of the matches for a Double or Nothing. Let me know your thoughts for that in the YouTube comments or on Periscope or on Twitter. At 2SweetPod, that's the number 2, Sweet P-O-D, or at O-M-G, Corey B. Let me know your thoughts.